Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Welcome to Messy Marriages, sharing stories of messy moments in marriages and how we make the most of our mistakes. We will undress the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. What are the concerns and questions most couples have in marriage and often go unspoken until now? Host Mark Lucas brings wisdom, authenticity, and practical advice to even the toughest marriage topics. Welcome to Messy Marriages. Mark Lucas here, Faith Talk 1360. And also listening in in the beautiful podcast world, what a joy it is to be able to have these conversations with you week in and week out. My heart's desire is that God would use this time to be able to strengthen your marriage. Wherever you are right now in marriage, know this, we're on a journey, and we're in this journey together. I'm praying for you. My guests are praying for you. We are all navigating the most sacred, most beautiful relationship God's ever created, and that's marriage. Here's the deal. I've messed it up. I've made some messes. I've made some mistakes. And yet through those messes, through those mistakes, God continues to teach my wife and I how we can strengthen this partnership. God's goal for marriage is oneness. And my heart and my desire is that through these conversations that I get to have with beautiful guests from all over the valley is that these conversations will be catalytic for you and for your marriage So today we're going to kind of jump into a conversation that's really interesting because I married the most beautiful girl, but I married a strong, independent girl from Canada named Tammy. And in the midst of her strong, vivacious spirit, God has really taught us the importance of being interdependent and not independent coming together in marriage. So we're going to kind of dive into a beautiful dialogue and conversation around the why and the importance of being interdependent in marriage and not two independent souls doing life individually and then coming together at night or coming together in the morning to give your sweetie a kiss before you go to work. So I'm overjoyed to have in right now Stephen. He's right in front of me, and he just has a beautiful heart for the Lord God is doing great things in their church. It's called Gateway Church Mesa Hub. He just told me about the expansion plan that they have. You're going to hear more about the church. God had brought together Pamela, his bride, and Stephen to really experience ministry together. They were encouraged to expand their online ministry on Mother's Day 2021 as they were ordained as pastors and released to start their first church plant. They were armed, I love this, with the word of the Lord and a heart full of faith when they opened up their first location in August, Gateway Church Mesa Hub. Here they are today fulfilling their mandate to disciple, activate, and send more believers for the glory and honor of God. Stephen, thanks for being my guest today. Thanks for having me on this morning. It's a joy. It really is. So we're just going to kind of jump into, share a bit of the journey that you and Pamela have been on and 
kind of just some high points of God bringing you together and how God has been working in and through your lives and in and through your marriage. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, One of the things, you know, when we got met and we began to start and court and everything like that, we met, we both from the fitness industry. And uh, you so, do have big biceps. I just want to say that. So <laughs> continue working on it. Working on it. Yeah. Um, but so when we met, we were just coworkers, and um, just the relationship uh, through friendship just began. And um, we were courting and dating, and we'd sit in the kitchen and just have conversation, like we all do, right? When we're just getting to know each other. And via those conversations, we would end up talking about the word or she'd ask me questions. She never grew up in church or anything like that. And my past was I, as a child, I grew up in church, left when I was 18. And so now at this point, I'm about 32, 33 years old. And she's asking me a ton of questions and in the kitchen. And that was our space. We'd cook together and laugh together and have conversations, you know, getting to know each other. And, uh, you know, she's asking me all these questions about the word. And I'm like, you know, giving her stories and giving her scripture and, you know, just talking. And one moment she says to me, is that true? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, it's the truth. It's, it's the word of God. It's in the Bible. And she's like, well, why aren't you telling anyone? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I knew what that meant. You know, that statement, that sentence alone, I, I knew what that meant. And God was, you know, tugging at me once again. Yeah. And, and I said, well, you know, the walk, I understand what it means. I said, I'm not ready for that yet. And she was so hungry and she was so excited. Like that was the moment for her um, encountering Jesus, you know, in a, in a relationship. She became very hungry in her heart. She was always a truth seeker. And, you know, that's one thing that she couldn't handle. Don't just don't lie to me. Tell me anything you need to tell me. Just don't give me a lie. And so I wanted to encourage that in her. And I was excited for her no matter what I had, you know, the love of Jesus in my heart, you know, and. So I started to buy her some books and next, you know, the Bible and we were living together and we weren't married at this point, but, um, she would keep asking me questions. I'm like, you know what? Just read your Bible. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, slowly, but surely that, the, our relationship. And then, you know, as we married, um, we, we were growing closer together in that. And my mother invited us to go to a church. Um, we had our son, so he's about six months old and, the Sunday I go, and it was one of those things when you're seeking, um, God will will find a place for you, right? And I walked through the threshold, and I knew that's where I belonged, and I gave my heart back to Christ. And the next Sunday, we didn't even talk about it. I just said, hey, I think I think we need to go, and let, come with me next Sunday. She's like, okay. And then 12 years later, we never stopped going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was just a full journey going through that uh, together. Um you know, when you know, you know, you don't really have to have that full conversation. We're having our, our own personal relationship with the Lord in those moments. And we would come together and have conversations and we were growing together and learning the word together, which was, I think, the the most exciting part. Um, our fellowship time, which we've never ended that, you know, we always take time aside daily, whatever that looks like. We don't schedule it or anything like that. It's not mechanical. But we schedule that. No, we don't schedule it. I'm sorry. But we, we have that time together of the fellowship. Talk to, hey, what's God telling you? You know, this is the scripture I read. This is how I, the revelation God gave me. This is what happened in prayer. And we talk about it. Next thing you know, it's like an hour and a half. Mm. But we're just sitting on the couch or awesome. in the kitchen still, you know. 
uh, that never ended. It just continued to flourish and, and bloom in there. So it's it's been it's been really amazing in our journey, and we've learned so much and how to grow together and continue to communicate. And um, you know, that's the biggest thing is now we communicate as one mm-hmm. and and really explore the word together. And that brings us closer together as opposed to, okay, she's doing her fellowship time. I'm doing mine and we're doing ministry and all these things, right? It's a journey that we do together. It's something that I'm conscious of and intentional as a husband to include my wife because she has these strengths that I fell in love with originally mm-hmm. that um, that she was so strong and independent as a, as a single mother. Um, you know, her daughter was 12 years old when, when we started dating and that's my little girl. She turned 25 today, Mm -hmm. actually is her birthday. Oh, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. So birthday. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's been awesome. And I want to be able to edify those things in my wife that I see that God is showing me because it's not only what God is showing me as a pastor for my church, but what is God showing me as a husband? as a partner for my wife, for my children, you know, our first ministry is, you know, is, is our home, is our family. And, and so we need to be intentional about that. And I think, um, I think, uh, uh, sharing that time with my wife and really being able to lift her up is, is super important. I love it. Thank you for kind of leading us into the journey and your story. I love, 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 love to hear stories in, this side, this chair that I get to sit in and with great joy just interview people and hear their stories. So thank you for sharing that, Stephen. One of the things that I want to kind of start with and have you help the listeners unpack is, and I mentioned at the top of the show, the reality is, is I think, well, I know for me personally, we see some strong independent characteristics in marriage, and in individuals that are coming together uh, to become one in a partnership of mm-hmm. marriage. Mm-hmm. And yet I want to hear your heart a little bit on this because there's some things I'm continually <laughs> under construction and growing in this process. But there's things that truly God has taught me to help me with a wife that has more of a vivacious spirit, a wife that was raised by a single mom. So because of that, we won't go crazy long into this, but one of her love styles and really the way that she's imprinted because of that nature nurture, the way that she was raised by a single mom is a latchkey kid. She has this tendency to be really strong and independent because for the most part, a lot of her days she was alone having to really kind of provide and figure out things on her own. So in that nature, in that tendency, how do we now come together Because, again, one of the laws of marriage that God gives us in Genesis 2 is the law of partnership. So how do we come together as one in a partnership and really recognize these characteristics, recognize how they were nature-nurture-raised, but also really kind of work on this oneness, work on this partnership? So what's some— what are some things that God has taught you and continues to teach you that's helped you in your marriage with Pamela? Great question. Um, One of the things, especially from the beginning of our relationship, because she was a single mother, was she was understanding the roles in the family because she was 
taking care of everything in the household. It was very difficult for her to relinquish some things in the side of control mm. over everything. And to be able to say, hey, this is a partnership. How can you help me? Because when we were dating, I was like, okay, I'm going to pay this and you're going to pay that. You're gonna, right? And so there was a separation there. And through learning the word and going through that together, um, we started to – and she, that was this was a prayer for her was, okay, I'm stressed out about these things. And what am I going to do with this? And so she gave it to God. And one day she heard, you don't have to carry this. Just give it to me. She's like, oh, you'll take it? Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And in that, you know, I recognized that the roles were changing and me taking my position but communicating mm-hmm. because she still had strengths that that I didn't have or with her daughter, for an example, and things like that that she was doing. So, so I needed to learn as well. So it was something that we were doing together. And, um, you know, as we move along, not only in, in our relationship, but in ministry, right? The Holy Spirit, like we ask for wisdom. We, you know, we ask for, okay, how do, how do I navigate this today? What, what is she going through? You know, it's really being intentional about your partner and knowing their strengths, knowing their weaknesses. And now this is a two-way street. So not just for her, but what is the role that she's got to play for you? She's got to understand your love language. But if you're not communicating those things back and forth together, then you'll never truly understand. So there's a humbling part as a man, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We have to come down a little bit and be like, hey, this is how I'm feeling today. Or I didn't like what you said there, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that you're really yeah. independent, but I just want to share with you, hey, this is how I'm feeling about this right now. Absolutely. Super hard. It's super hard. And I'm going to just jump in because in the midst of it being so hard, I also can completely relate to what you just shared because you said this. You said being intentional about your partner, knowing their strengths, knowing their weaknesses, and then you went on to say really even knowing their love languages. I think the more this was shared early on in my marriage, and I'm almost at 19 years married, and early on in my marriage, a friend of mine said, you should have a PhD in your wife. And I was like, what? What does that even mean? (laughs) And he's like, you should continually be in a wonderful way, observing, studying, asking questions, knowing the importance of communication, which I think we'll pivot transition here soon to that conversation, but constantly taking notes, constantly making observations. And in that process, you're getting more and more of a PhD in understanding your bride and your spouse. And with that... Again, you said this. You have to know the strengths and know the weaknesses. In addition to that, one thing that's helped me a lot in this conversation on independence, my wife, her love style is a love style which is different than love languages, but the love style for her is something called an avoider. And at first you think, that sounds really negative. Well, mine sounds negative too. I'm a vacillator. But an avoider tends to avoid natural posture to lean into really intimate moments that are being interdependent together Mm. because they've been typically raised by single parents, typically raised in an environment where they were a latchkey kid. Mm -hmm. So they've had to kind of pull up their bootstraps and have this grit resilience in them to be able to say – 
I don't need anybody. I'm, I can make it on my own. And yet there's this process through the Holy Spirit and through reading God's Word where God begins to kind of break some of that in your posture, in your marriage, where I recognize and realize, okay, I'm not going to get butt hurt, and I'm not going to be so offended when I see a natural tendency at times for my wife to be strong and independent. I'm going to have conversations about really being a partner and figure out ways with grace and love to have that conversation, but I would just walk around constantly upset and frustrated if every single moment of every day she exuded some of this natural tendency to be independent and avoid independence and avoid intimacy. So with all that being said, I think it's really, really key, and you mentioned love languages, I mentioned love styles, but be a PhD in your spouse. Have a PhD in your spouse because the more that we know them, the more that we understand them, the more that we'll have their perspective or a better understanding of their perspective to be able to communicate well, to be able to connect well, to be able to have this partnership that God wants. So I love that you said that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. Let's transition to – I would go on to say that for me, in my vantage point, there's so many pillars that hold up marriage, but I think one of those pillars is communication. And for me in my marriage, I've realized that when I'm not communicating well, we're not doing well in our marriage. Yeah. We're just not doing well in our marriage. And you got to also <laughs> qualify what com- good communication is. So her and I have to be on the same page that we're both communicating well to each other. And for me, communication, just quickly, because I want to hear your heart on this, it's communicating in a way that there's eye contact, communicating in a way that there's not 4,000 distractions around us, communicating in a way that we can kind of exhale and just really connect as we communicate our hearts and share the struggles, share the passion, share the frustrations that we have in that season, in that day, in that moment. So for us, I've really had to kind of navigate that. And the tendency is, oh, yeah, I talked and communicated with my wife all day or throughout most of the day. And you're like, well, were you holding your phone? Did you have eye contact? Were you in the same room as you were talking to each other? So like kind of some of the Captain Obvious things. But the reality is like you got to really kind of navigate and figure out how do you communicate well? How do they, your spouse, say, yes, we're communicating well when we're doing these things? So share a little bit of wisdom and encouragement with the listeners on communication. Absolutely. Uh, the one thing that, that really jumps out to me while, while you're even talking about that, the one word that came to my mind was the word balance. Mm. Um, that's our check word that we use for each other. Are you out of balance today? Usually that's going to be the red flag for us. Okay, I'm working too much or I'm on the computer too much. I'm not interacting with the children enough or I'm not connecting with her enough. Am I in balance today? Has ministry taken over? Has Right? So we have to look at that, and that's both ways, and that's kind of our word for one another. And that's our reflection point, our reflection word. So when we look at each other and be like, hey, you know, I feel like we're a little out of balance that's kind of where we kind of take a step back and really can have a real conversation. And let's look at what's out of balance in our day or out of balance in our moment, out of balance in our life. And and that's where we really take that step back. And we can have a real conversation because if you're just trying to forcefully do this thing, now it becomes one more thing that you're doing. Right. 
and it's not real and it's 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 a forced thing and when you're in sync and flowing with each other and and you're really there in the moment those are the meaningful conversations right because we think communication we communicate every day but what does that really look like like you were just talking about i'd rather have that one conversation that shifts what we have going on in our life and now it sets us and propels us forward as opposed to okay i'm doing this thing every day yep did i do my checklist right i think a lot of us um especially as males we're a very dominant we want to do our thing and you know we think that we've you know used our words and nope they got twice as many than we do right <laughs> and uh, so where's that balance and i think that's that's our reset that's where really where we kind of get into it yeah that's such a great question to ask and i wrote it down and i think for all of us listening in right now, as Steve and I are having a conversation on specifically looking at the importance of communication as a pillar in marriage, to ask this question, this balance question, that that would become that check word for each other is such a beautiful question to ask because I think that it really does give you the temperature and the ethos of their soul and their heart, and you really are able to engage and understand, for the most part, completely where they're at from what they've just experienced in that day. Right. So I love that conversation. I love that question. And I would encourage the listeners to navigate that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, let's, in the time that we have left, I want to pivot. You mentioned this over the phone, and I love this talking point that you share with me. You said, marriage is a journey to explore together, not a final destination. Stephen, lean into that and share what you were thinking in that. Yeah, point. absolutely. The uh, when I was a single man, I remember doing what I was doing in my life, right? And I remember the moment to where I had a prayer and I prayed to God, and I said, "This is what I need. This is what I'm looking for in my in my mate and my spouse." And I went down a list. I was like, this is what I need, even though I didn't know what I needed, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was a mess. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> Normally my list, too. Yeah, you I had know. no idea what I needed. And and, and I was uh, at 20 years old, and we did talk about this, but at 20 years old, I was married before, right out of okay. the service. And that lasted 10 months. Mm. Young, I had no idea. I didn't even know who I was, right? And, and uh, so that didn't work out. But later on in my life, I was like, I, this, is, this is what I need. You know, this is what I need. And when we met, it was literally, you know, God had checked all those boxes for me and I could recognize it when it happened. And and that was awesome. And I think a lot of times we think, okay, this is going on in my life. And when I get married, all this is going to change. And this is the moment, right? Mm -hmm. The destination, you know, especially as a young man. Oh, I'm in love, and this is this is what I want. That's what you think you want. You have no idea, right? And <laughs> so and, true. And uh, so so it's not a destination in that it's not going to answer or it's not going to fulfill everything that you you fully think in your mind. But it's beautiful is a journey because you are now together and become one flesh. So you're half of a whole, if you think about it like that. Mm -hmm. There's a puzzle piece that you need and that's your spouse and when you come together now that's a whole other person that is now in your life and with the third person being you know Christ that glues you together 
right? The word says the three cords and you know cannot be broken. And that's so super important. But as you're going through this journey and exploring your relationship with with the Lord, uh, it's just so awesome because you experience it together. You become closer together. You understand each other. And now you're not two individuals but one person. And that's truly the reflection of uh, Jesus in the church, right? And so that's his desire is to have one united body to be with him in relationship. And so there's no difference be there's no difference between church and there's no difference between your family and your home life. It should be one journey that you're doing together through your life on a daily basis. Yeah, that's so well said. I'm gonna confess here, I confess often on this show, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. confess that I tend to be wired in a way where I'm constantly striving for that mountaintop experience in my marriage. And if I'm not at the highest point of the roller coaster or I haven't reached the pinnacle, the top of the mountain, I have these moments in the journey where I'm like almost chronically dissatisfied. Mm. And yet you are so spot on that God says that the journey is the joy. Through the peaks and the valleys, there is this joy in the journey. Mm -hmm. And then I love what you said, Stephen. You kind of really painted this beautiful picture of a puzzle piece And knowing that your spouse right now listening in, your spouse is the beautiful puzzle piece that really connects the oneness and the completion of who you are in marriage, that oneness. And knowing that their strengths as your spouse really bring together this fullness of life that God wants for you in marriage. Stephen, thank you so much for being my guest today. It's a joy week in and week out to have these conversations with you on Messy Marriages. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to Messy Marriages, a show dedicated to making the most out of your mistakes. Mark would love to send you his weekly Marriage Monday video. Please go to marklucasradio.com and sign up for his weekly marriage video. Follow him at marklucasradio on Instagram.